Believe in yourself, cause it starts with you And then everyone else will believe you too And if it looks like you're the only believer around Just keep on believing, don't put yourself down Just believe Our guest this week grew up in South Africa Immigrated to Toronto earned a degree in business, psychology, and communications from the University of South Africa. Since 2001, he's been the president, motivational speaker, and coach of Environics slash Lipkin. He's inspired a million-plus people in 43 countries, and his personal mission is to give people the insights that excite them into powerful action. He's a merchant of hope and dreams, known as the Potentiator. His name, Mike Lipkin. And I'm Jack Prisula. And this is Anything is Possible on 760-WJR. I'm Jack Rasula. This is Anything is Possible. And we're talking to Mike Lipkin. He's known as the Potentiator. Mike, welcome. A real honor to have you. Jack, real honor to be on the show with you. Um, Can we start by talking about... Your childhood in South Africa and your mom and your dad, please. Yeah, great question. So uh, I was born and raised uh, in South Africa, and it was a fascinating time to be born and raised in South Africa, Jack, because I was actually born and raised in an apartheid South Africa where there was uh, enshrined uh, racism. So imagine growing up in a country where there was literally, according to the law, one set of laws for white people, another set of laws for black people. And so by the time I reached adolescence, I knew that South Africa was not a country that I wanted to spend more time than I had to in because my parents brought me up in South Africa. I didn't have a choice, but my choice was to leave as soon as I was able. So I got married and then um, and then I had children. And then as soon as possible, I left South Africa to head out to Canada when I was in my late 20s. So my uh, father, uh, my father's father actually was an immigrant to South Africa from his native Lithuania. He had to leave Lithuania because uh, of the persecution of the Jews in Lithuania. And so together with his family, he just went uh, on the first boat that happened to be headed to South Africa. And that's uh, where he landed. Uh, My mother, on the other hand, was an artist and uh, Her father was an immigrant actually from Ireland. So it is a great uh, immigrant story. Uh, The daughter of Irish immigrants married the son of uh, Lithuanian immigrants, came together, and they created me. And uh, growing up, uh, Jack, I uh, really was in a family that that lived hand to mouth. My father, unfortunately, was very ill from a very early age, and he actually... Uh, died uh, when he was only 42 and uh, when I was 16. And so uh, for the longest time, every day was just a uh, battle for survival. And so I grew up in an environment where nothing was taken for granted. The future was anything but certain. And yet at the same time, I had everything I needed. And in fact, that growing up in that kind of environment certainly made me uh, who I am today. So Uh, Jack, in a nutshell, that's my upbringing, and that's uh, just a brief commentary on my uh, mother and my father. We're talking to Mike Lipkin. As he said, grew up in South Africa, 
emigrated to Toronto. But then, Mike, in 1990 or so, you moved back to South Africa after Nelson Mandela had been released from prison and basically ended apartheid. What do you want to tell us about Nelson Mandela? Yeah, great, great uh, question, Jack. So uh, I came to Canada in 1987, as you indicated, and did exceptionally well here. I joined a large advertising agency called Ogilvy and Mather, and I was a man on a mission. And very quickly, uh, I became a senior vice president there. And then just as quickly, Jack, I actually uh, became clinically depressed. I made a couple bad decisions. And because until the age of 30, I had never uh, made a poor decision, when I made a poor decision, I started to doubt myself because I never had to encounter the consequences of a bad decision before. And so I went uh, into depression because I didn't have a sense of self yet. I, you know, uh, although I thought I was strong, I was actually fragile. Why am I telling you the story? Because it got so bad that we actually went back to South Africa because that's where our social infrastructure was. I still had family there. My wife still had family there. And we actually went back so I could recover. But, you know, um, God, God has plans when we're making other plans. And the most extraordinary thing, Jack, is I arrived back and literally within two months of us arriving back, Nelson Mandela is released from prison. And then very shortly after that, miraculously, I emerged from my depression just as quickly as I went into it. You know, uh, depression is a disease that you need to move through. And so when I came out of that depression, Jack, I found myself in the most exciting country in the world, a country moving from a totalitarian uh, dictatorship into, at the time, the freest democracy in the world. So imagine being in a country where people are embracing and managing that magnitude of change. And my skill set uh, was perfect for that moment in time because I was someone who had the ability to articulate possibilities. I had built a significant network during my time in South Africa, and uh, I was very close to a number of people who were leading the new government or the new regime. And so I was in the perfect place at the perfect time. And uh, one of my role models, of course, was Nelson Mandela. And so I didn't meet him at that time, which was in the early 90s. But 10 years later, uh, actually in 2002, I had the opportunity to meet him after he had already retired as president of South Africa. And the reason why I met him, Jack, is that he had heard of me and his team had heard of the work that I'd been doing. And so they asked me to come in and do a workshop with his team who was then running his multi-million dollar foundation. And they needed uh, some uh, motivation, but they also needed some empowerment in terms of how they handled this magnitude of responsibility. And so my payment for that session was 15 minutes with Nelson Mandela. And Jack, the most amazing thing when I met him is I just wanted to cry because that was the impact that he had on people. You were very aware that you were in the presence of someone who had transcended a human state. You know, he was already moving on to the next state. And I asked him a simple question, Jack. I said, uh, Mr. Mandela, what was it like suffering for all those years in prison? And Mandela looked at me and he said, Michael, I didn't suffer. He said, I prepared to live my life every day. So when I was released, I would transform my nation into the kind of nation I dreamt of it becoming. 
And I've never forgotten those words. And so that's how he got through 27 years of imprisonment, focusing on who he had to be that day, what he had to do that day, who he had to uplift that day. And that's how he got through 27 years. So I have a mantra, Jack, that I brand as very simply WWMD. And that means what would Mandela do? So all of us, you, me, everybody listening to this program has their inner Mandela. And when we unleash our inner Mandela, we're at our best. And when we don't, well, we're just at our worst. And so the message here is whatever your situation, whoever you with, intentionally unleash your inner Mandela. Intentionally ask yourself, what would Mandela do or what would your version of Mandela do? And then do that. Does that make sense, Jack? Absolutely. We're talking to Mike Lipkin. He's inspired over a million plus people in 43 countries, and his personal mission is to give people the insights that excite them into powerful action. And I'm Jack Rasula, and this is Anything Is Possible on 760 WJR. anything is possible. I'm your host, Jack Crisula, and we're with Mike Lipkin. He's a modern-day Zig Ziglar. Mike, in the 80s and 90s, I loved listening to Zig Ziglar give a speech. He was masterful. It was like he was reading a script that had been prepared by a world-class speechwriter. Word by word, pauses, inflections, diction, and he had no notes. Sir, you are the closest thing I've seen to Zig Ziglar. Where did you ever become such a huge believer in the power and hope and inspiration business? Well, Jack, first of all, thank you so much for that uh, huge compliment. Zig Ziglar, of course, is uh, an icon uh, and one of the pioneers of this entire space, right up there with uh, the Jim Rohns and the Dale Carnegie's and the Napoleon Hills. But what happens over time, Jack, and you are a Zig Ziglar of your craft. I'm endeavoring to be a Zig Ziglar of my craft, is that you practice so often and so intensely that the practice becomes part of who you actually are. You know, there's a Zen saying, which is uh, effortless effort, which means once you invest so much effort into an endeavor, it appears to the person observing you that it's effortless. But it's only effortless because of the effort you've already put into it, so it occurs to the people around you as being effortless. So uh, when you look at any great performer, whether it's uh, Gene Kelly dancing, or whether it's, for example, Trevor Noah doing stand-up comedy, or whether it's uh, Meryl Streep acting, or whether it's Zig Ziglar delivering his message, it occurs to people as being effortless, but only because they put so much work into it. And so there's an ancient biblical injunction that says, be worthy of your gifts. And I'll, I'll tell you this, Jack, that um, when I was growing up, I actually stuttered. 
And in fact, even now, Jack, if I'm not super intentional about my communication, there's certain words that I will stutter over. Like sometimes I struggle with a word like but because I struggle with the word be or I struggle with the word kick because sometimes I have difficulty getting the K out. But now when I'm on the show, I'm so focused on being fluent and being congruent and justifying your faith in me being on the show that I owe you and I owe whoever's giving us the honor of their time the best, most congruent, most uplifting message. So to come back to your question, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is my aspiration. So I'll tell you, Jack, just being on the show, this for me is my Super Bowl. I am following in the footsteps of so many giants who've been on your show means, Jack, that I can't fall below a certain standard on your show. You know, there's a, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase this now, a belief by the Navy SEALs, and they in turn got it from ancient Greek philosophers that says, you do not rise to the level of your expectations, you fall to the level of your preparation. So I have prepared for this, Jack. I had a sense of what we're going to be covering off here. I know we were going to talk about my business. We're going to talk about the potentiator. We're going to talk about my latest book. And so as your listeners can hear, I've come loaded for bed, Jack, and uh, I'm just thrilled to have the opportunity to express these thoughts with you. And you're performing like Connor McDavid performs. So, okay, you're known, <laughs> exactly. you're known as the potentiator, and your latest yes. book is entitled Pot Potentiator, How to Create Breakthroughs with Others in a Post-Pandemic World. What is a potentiator? Again, thank you for that question. It's my favorite one, Jack. So think about how the English language has changed during COVID. So, for example, prior to COVID, there was no such thing as social distancing. Uh, there was very little talk around quarantine. And the word breakthrough actually meant a breakthrough. It didn't mean still getting the virus even after you've had a vaccine. So words describe change. In fact, the great Desmond Tutu, who won the Nobel Peace Prize for the work that he did in a post-apartheid South Africa, said, words do not just describe the situation, they create the situation they describe. So why am I telling you all of this, Jack? Because I had to come up with a new vocabulary. And I was looking for a word that really best articulated what it is that I do. So in my research, I discovered a scientific term, which is to potentiate. So that's a verb. And it simply means, Jack, to increase the effectiveness of. So I thought that's a tremendous term. And it's not just Mike Lipkin's point of view. It's actually driven by science. So I took that verb and I turned it into a noun, the potentiator. So I made up that word. And because I made up that word, Jack, I also patented the word. So this is now my word. It is who I am. And so as a potentiator, I endeavor to enable people to do things and achieve things that they wouldn't have been able to do if I wasn't part of their partnership, if I wasn't in their life. So my wish is whoever I'm with feels more powerful, feels more potent, feels like they, they can achieve more because I'm in their corner. If Mike Lipkin is your co-pilot on the next leg of your journey, 
you are going to get to wherever you want to get to in a much better way than you would have thought possible. So in a nutshell, Jack, that's what it means to be the potentiator. If you want to learn more, www.mikelipkin.com. Okay, Mike, I quote you. It's easier to act my way into feeling great than feel my way into acting great. What's the difference? Mm. Mm. Well, uh, Jack, I know, and in fact, maybe, Jack, at a future episode, I'll be the one interviewing you because I feel like I want to know what you think that means. But in the interest of the show, I want to uh, uh, keep the integrity of your format. It simply means this, Jack, that Jack has brought Mike onto his show, and it really doesn't matter to Jack whether Mike feels like doing the show or not. And in fact, because of who I am, it really doesn't matter to me how I feel before the show. The only thing that matters, Jack, is how I interact with the world and how I interact with the people around me and whether I honor them and whether I give them a high ROT. That means return on time. So what am I saying, Jack, that if I'm not feeling great, if I'm feeling a malaise, if I'm feeling lethargic, if I don't feel like really stepping up and doing something great and I succumb to those feelings, nothing else is going to happen. On the other hand, simply by being this animated, Jack, simply by focusing on the honor, the privilege and the pleasure of being on your show and talking with this level of animation and excitement and activation, I am, through my physical act actions, uplifting my mental and my emotional state. So there is a saying that says emotion comes from motion. A simple act of smiling. So this is something that all your listeners can do right now. On the count of three, Jack, and I want you to do this as well, I just want you to think of something that gives you huge pleasure. Maybe it's someone you love. Maybe it's a place you want to visit. Maybe it's something you've got to look forward to over the weekend. And I want you to smile as broadly as you can on the count of three. One, two, three. <laughs> so, Jack, I'm talking to you now smiling. Can you hear Yes. My smile, Jack? Yes, I can. So the simple act of smiling, the simple act of laughing, Jack, releases endorphins, which are the body's natural uppers. And the other thing that smiling and laughing while you're envisaging something beautiful, Jack, is it actually activates the hormone called dopamine, which is the pleasure hormone. So we have the capacity through our thoughts and through our actions to uplift ourselves out of any low state. So before I got onto the show, I was observing and listening to speakers and listening to music and reading things that uplifted me. So the moment I got on the show, I hit the ground running. So my message to everyone is, it's not the mood in which you wake up. It is the state into which you put yourself through what you focus on, through who you speak to, and most importantly, what you do and how you do it. We're talking to Mike Lipkin, and I'm Jack Rasool, and this is Anything Is Possible on 760 WJR.
Welcome back to Anything is Possible. I'm Jack Crisula, and we're with Mike Lipkin. If you want to learn more, www.mikelipkin.com. He's known as the Potentiator. Mike, one more thing about Zig Ziglar. His first book was See You at the Top. 40, yes. 40 times in the book, he said, you can get everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. So that was in yes. the late 70s, let's say. Is that still yes. true today? Yes. So, uh, again, great question, Jack. In fact, I think it's even more true today because part of our DNA as human beings is the need to reciprocate. And if you were to ask me what the real currency of wealth is, it ain't money, it ain't influence, it is reciprocity. If you do enough good things for enough good people, then good things will keep on accruing to you. I call it the ripple effect. And especially in these times, Jack, where we're all confronting something called chronic unpredictability. Now, chronic unpredictability is the worst kind of unpredictability because you don't know when the next major downside or ugly surprise is going to happen. And there's nothing you can do about it because the world is changing as rapidly as it is. And there are shocks that we've been subjected to on any given day. Why do I say that to you? Because no matter how empowered or how capable or how resourced you are, you cannot take on the crises coming at you alone. One is not only the loneliest number, it's also the least effective. So those folks who are not just waiting for things to happen, but are making things happen, understand that it takes a village. And so by helping other people be successful, especially those people who are already in positions of influence and power and who are like-minded, if you align with those folks, if you keep on reinforcing their faith in you, if you keep on making deposits on the relationship and the faith account, then they are the ones who are going to keep bringing you opportunities. And so it becomes this beautiful uh, virtuous spiral, not vicious spiral, virtuous spiral. So the more I do for Jack, the more Jack promotes me, the more Jack promotes me, the more I want to do for Jack. And so together we lift each other up. As someone once said to me, uh, Jack, and I'm sure you're familiar with this quote, if I'm going to lift you onto higher ground, I have to be there first. And so in this conversation, what's going through my mind is, A, how many thousands of people are we helping? B, I'm very curious to experience what the result of helping all these people is going to be. But C, and this is even more important for me, Jack, it's I'm developing my muscle as I speak to you. So when you are helping other people become successful, you're actually building that muscle in that moment, you're discovering new strength, you're building new capacity, and guess what, Jack? I've got another call coming up at 1 o'clock. I can tell you this. I'm going to be much better in that call because of this call. So it is gradual. It is incremental. And the final thing I want to say about this is helping other people be successful has got to be as much of a habit as brushing your teeth every morning. Our mutual friend, Kim Yost, did a phenomenal job for the Brick Warehouse Corporation. Then 
Yes. 2009, he got hired by Art Van Elslander, Art Van Furniture. Yes. In the height of yes. the you know, financial catastrophe. And he told the people, we're not going to participate. We're going to set all-time records. What he did for Art Van Furniture was unbelievable. How did how does he do what he does? Mm. Well, look, um, I I I don't know that I can be a spokesperson for Kim Yost's mindset because when God created Kim Yost, He shattered the mold immediately after that. So there's only one Kim Yost, just like there's only one Jack Rasula and there's only one Zig Ziglar. However, I have known Kim now for 20 years. And the thing about Kim is the older he gets, the younger he gets. He's like Benjamin Button. And I mean, Jack, he gets younger mentally. And Kim Yost will tell you that his secret source is he never misses a single day of exercise. So whether it's January in Detroit or whether it's July in Arizona, Kim Yost is going to be on the road or in the gym completing his working out. He's going to be reading what he needs to read. He's going to be talking to whom he needs to talk to. And most importantly, Jack, he is on a mission. And his mission is always, what is the next big thing? So one of the reasons why he left the brick is he was looking for the next big thing. Then he went to Art Van, which was the next big thing. Then he came back to Canada for a range of reasons and joined a wonderful organization called Mega, and he did something phenomenal there. And then he went to uh, another organization, did something phenomenal there. And he's about to take on his next big exercise. So if you were to ask him what his most important achievement is, Jack, I bet you Kim is going to say my next one. And that is what keeps Kim young. He knows that yesterday's hero is today's zero if you become complacency, and you know why, Jack? Because curiosity didn't kill the cat. Complacency killed the cat. And the one thing that no one will ever accuse Kim Yost about is complacency. In fact, Kim gave me uh, insight that has served me very well. He said uh, every year he gets together with his leadership team, and he says, let's imagine that a brand-new competitor comes into our marketplace and absolutely revolutionizes it, changes everything about it. What would that competitor do? Uh, how would that competitor act? Uh, what are the various actions that they would be taking? And then we need to become that competitor. So in other words, Jack, his comment to me was, go into competition with yourself before anybody else goes into competition with you. That's how you stay ahead of the competition. Mike Lipkin. There's, God would say there's only one Mike Lipkin, but when you meet him face to face someday in heaven, I think he's going to say, Mike Lipkin, you turned out even better than I thought you were going to turn out. So we're talking to Mike Lipkin, and I'm Jack Rasula, and this is Anything is Possible on 760 WGR. Jack Krizula, host of WJR's Anything is Possible, the weekly radio visit, brings his 15 years of inspirational storytelling to hardcover. With God, anything is possible. Anything is possible. 
14 of Jack's more than 750 tales of defeating odds and achieving the extraordinary. Like Bob Woodruff, whose job covering the war in Iraq nearly cost him his life. And Nick Vujicic, the limbless evangelist who has stunned millions with his message of acceptance and grace. With God, anything is possible. Order now while signed copies are still available at trustinusllc.square.site. That's trustinusllc.square.site. And as Jack says, Make it a great week because with God, anything is possible. Spohol. I'm Jack Rasula. This is Anything is Possible. We're talking to Mike Lipkin. He's a merchant of hope and dreams and a world-class motivator. Mike, your latest book, Potentiator, Five Practices to Activate Ultimate Success. What are they? So the five practices, really briefly, Jack, is number one, know your game. Be the thought leader. Be the go-to person. Be the person who knows most about your category so people see you as that thought leader and come to you for your insights. Number two is build robust resilience. So not just a reactive resilience where you take a licking and keep on ticking, but where you swim towards the wave, you run towards the bear, and you develop the kind of resilience that turns you into your best when you're in the middle of the crisis. The third potentiator practice is cultivate courageous creativity, which means build your courage and build your creativity at the same time. Lean into new ideas, and especially in this world where so much has never been experienced before, learn to experiment, learn to fail fast, and learn to learn from your victories. Number four is communicate like a champion, and that's Jack, what you and I are doing right now. Now, when you communicate like a champion, it doesn't just mean you communicate better than anybody else. It means that you are always championing a cause. So the cause that you and I champion, Jack, is enabling people to be bigger than they thought they could be. You know, there's a a wonderful quote that goes like this. What lies behind us and what lies in front of us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. And my role and your role, Jack, is to get people to understand how powerful they can be and then to be fully expressed out there rather than to have fear constrain them. So my whole strategy when it comes to communication is not to help protect people against their anxiety. It's to help people unleash their energy so they climb what I call the law of increasing returns. And then the fifth potentiator Uh, practice, Jack. My favorite is very, very simply grow close connections. So this is a very important point I'm about to make, and that is this. When I talk about close connections, I don't just mean close connections in terms of your family or your inner circle or the people who you run with. I'm talking about creating the strength of weak ties. What does that mean, Jack? Well, we met through Kim Yost, who we've referenced earlier on in the show. Now, Kim and I are close, but Kim now reached out to you 
and he made the contact with Jack Krasula, you and I would never have crossed paths if it wasn't for Kim. And Kim would never have introduced me to you if I hadn't grown my close connection with Kim. So in other words, you want to grow close connections and you want the people that you are growing close connections with to connect you to their network and to their respective communities. So I have grown this business called Environics Lipkin, this company that I've been running here in Toronto now for 21 years into a multi-million dollar enterprise because of all the people who've been introduced to me by all the people that I've cultivated close connections with. So today, Jack, there are going to be many listeners who have got a heck of a lot to do. Because I would bet, Jack, that the people who listen to your show are up to big things. They have packed agendas. But the problem with many people today is that they're working in the business, not on the business. And so they need to carve out at least 20% of their time to enhance the remaining 80% of their time. Stephen Covey would call this habit number seven, sharpen the saw. So cultivating close connections means reaching out to people, not waiting for them to reach out to you, bringing them value, not waiting for them to bring value to you, and actively networking through every means possible. And that could be online, through LinkedIn, through Facebook, through Instagram, but ultimately, Jack, nothing replaces what you and I are doing now, which is talking to each other real time or being in front of people in person. So get out there. Go to those conferences. Go to those meetings. Meet your opportunities where they are. Don't expect them to come to you. Keep on going to them. And if you do that, if you harness the collective intelligence and raw firepower of the people around you, you will make them successful, but they will more than multiply your success. We're talking to the potentiator, Mike Lipkin, www.mikelipkin.com. Mike, in the previous answer, you mentioned communicate like a champion, and you've talked about that there are four habits of champions. What are they? Jack, uh, look, as a final part of this interview, this is the perfect question for you to ask me. And I will give you an ancient African proverb that I love. It says, words cut down trees. The axe is just an instrument. So words are the real powerful tools that we have to cut anything down or build anything up. So as you indicated, uh, Jack, when it comes to communicating like a champion, those champion communicators do four things. And I've created this acronym called CARE, C-A-R-E. And the C stands for CLEAR. Have you noticed that when you're listening to a champion communicator, they are immediately understandable. They choose their words carefully. They speak deliberately. They make sure you can follow exactly what they are saying by asking, is that clear? Do you understand? Does that make sense? Do you have any questions? And therefore, when they communicate to us, they clear and they enable us to be clear when we communicate back to them. The A stands for authoritative. They are in total command of their subject matter. They talk with conviction and certainty, just the way I've been talking to you now. They have a specific point of view 
and they're not ambivalent about their advice or their recommended course of action. So, Jack, I have a, a, a joke that I say, I'm often wrong, but I'm never in doubt. So I will sound like I'm totally convinced of my point of view because I am. And if I discover I'm wrong later, I will pivot in a heartbeat. The R in care stands for reassuring, and this is so important in these topsy-turvy, turbulent times. They make you feel safe. They reassure you with a sense of security that everything is possible and everything that can be done on your behalf is being done on your behalf. They give you the perspective to see things in a positive light. They make you feel like someone strong is fighting a battle on your behalf and therefore you can rest easier knowing that. So knowing that I have a fan in Jack Krasula, Jack, I gotta tell you, that is gonna fill me with a sense of well-being as I take on the rest of my year. And then finally, the E in care is empowering. They tell you what they are going to do and they instruct you on what you need to do as a result of your conversations with them. They alert you to the dangers or pitfalls that may await you, expanding your capacity to deal with challenges for which you are not trained. So if we go all the way back to the good book, Jack, it's one thing to feed a person, and if you do that, you feed them for a day. When you coach them or teach them how to feed themselves, you feed them for a lifetime, and that's what empowering is. So it's clarity, it's authority, it's reassurance, and it's empowerment. You're in good hands with Mike Lipkin. Mike, this has been a, a, a doctorate program on motivation and becoming all that God wants you to become. Thanks a million. Yes. My pleasure, Jack. It's been a pleasure and a privilege. Please join us next week. Until then, I'm Jack Rasula. Thanks for listening and make it a great week because with God, anything is possible. It's Believe in yourself.